Ready, set, go! Welcome back to the EV Diaries. This is the show where we discuss EVs in small town America. I am Ben. I am an engineer for a distribution cooperative in southeastern Kentucky. And I'm sure all of you, like I am, are so tired of bad news. So here's something positive to start the weekend. I know that being part of the co-op world, I get access to all sorts of information. Well, on cooperative.com, there was an article about Eau Claire Energy Cooperative in Wisconsin. Eau Claire, along with CNM Home Builders, is working to construct 44 new homes with built-in level 2 charging and wired for rooftop solar. This is definitely a nice step, but I do have some questions. First, it's common for co-ops to make special consideration with developers but does this create the fairness co-op strive to keep in its membership? I guess it depends on your philosophy and the inner workings of the regulatory board at work. Often, co-ops will build infrastructure to supply sizable loads because the cost of these projects will eventually pay for themselves over the long haul. In Kentucky, all of this must fall under PSC guidelines, and I won't even try to discuss all the legalities and technicalities that go into that because that's not my forte. Just keep in mind that all of this is under scrutiny. I am really unsure about the fairness. On one hand, you are helping an individual, in this case, a construction company, to create beneficial electrification in the form of 44 potential members. This should help keep members' rates low, right? On the other hand, you're using the members' money to increase the profit of the builder. This happens all the time with developers, and it's part of the way things get done because your promise of one house is not the same as 44 houses promised by the builder, or 175 houses, or 500, depending on the size of the development. The cost is different to build infrastructure to each of these as well, but sometimes building bulk is less expensive overall. Without knowing the economics, you can't judge the fairness. However, fairness is driven by perception, and as we've talked, perception is shaped by your thought patterns. Overall, I think everyone here benefits in this situation, but the builder is the big winner. On a side note, I said this should help keep members' rates low. CNM homes are supposed to be 25% more efficient and they're pre-wired for solar. This is really a catch-22. The co-op will see increased revenue with 44 homes. The revenue will partially be reduced by the increased efficiency of the homes and any solar that might be installed. So, any EV ownership in this neighborhood would only get the co-op potentially or partially back to that of a normal house. Now, don't get me wrong. I am all for efficiency, and I do see the need for renewables. And I think I've become an environmentalist in all this. Well, borderline anyway. But I think from a business standpoint, this project has less return on investment. But overall, it's a good thing. Now, let's talk about the cool part, and that is the built-in EV chargers. 
This is forward thinking on the builder and the co-op's part. I might mention too that their GNT, Generation and Transmission, is Dairyland Power Cooperative and they have also contributed resources to this project. The article doesn't specifically say what charger will be installed, but a photo provided by Eau Claire Energy shows a Siemens VersaCharge EVSE. I would bet this is the charger they chose and I bet the decision was based on price. Let's talk a second about the VersaCharge. Siemens is a reputable company, but like most things, these chargers have mixed reviews. They're fairly dumb devices with a programmable delay function. The cord is 14 feet, which I think is way short. My juice box has a 25 foot cord, which I thought was going to be plenty. The charge port on my i3 is on the passenger side quarter panel. And when I pull into my garage, the charger is nearest my driver's side fender. So it's on the exact opposite corner. 25 feet reaches comfortably but I only have a few feet to spare. If I was parked in the other bay of my garage, I'm not sure that, well, I know that the charger wouldn't reach. I would have to have a charger on the opposite wall. I placed the juice box where it is because any other place would have involved drywall removal and other innovation. Of course, that's not an issue for this development because it's new construction, but even with optimal placement, somebody may have to back into the garage to use that 14 foot cord. It's not a big deal, but pulling into the garage, in my opinion, is much more convenient than backing in. The VersaCharge is only a 30 amp charger, so we know it's going to provide less. Right now, the EV market, all the cars seem to charge around 32 amps, so that's okay, but what about the Tesla, which charges, I think, at 48 amps? And some of the newer models are coming out with ratings above 32. So that means this charger will charge those. It's just going to charge them slower than they're capable of. I really think Eau Claire has no idea what EV you drive or might drive. So I think the Siemens was just a poor choice. I guess from an amenity standpoint, it's better than nothing if you're an EV owner. But Siemens for me, if I was buying one of these houses, is nothing more than a placeholder. I know they went hardwired thinking that if it was just a NEMA receptacle that the homeowner may never consider buying an EV and wondered why there was a weird plug in the garage. Also, if they had a plug-in EVSE, that most would wind up on eBay, either replaced by something with better functionality or never replaced at all. And it's possible that this may even happen to the ones that are hardwired that come with the house. So is this a good incentive to encourage people to adopt EVs? Or rooftop solar for that matter. In my opinion, it does make these things easier, but I wouldn't call it incentives. At least they're thinking in the right direction, but I don't know that the twenty-five dollars to $30,000 that they spent is going to yield the results that they hope for, or at least wise not to the degree that they hope. But hey, I'm that guy at my co-op. I can see both sides of the situation, but I'm a bit cynical, and I know people will always do the opposite of what you expect most of the time. I think what we need 
And what Eau Claire Energy could have done is provide more education on EVs. Now, I'm not saying that what they did that they shouldn't have done. I mean, it's good for them, but you have to educate the people on the potential before the incentives are ever going to work. And I know, and this was in the article, uh, this is the field of dreams approach, but you got to realize that most people misquote that movie anyway. But hey, Eau Energy, good first step. Hope it works out. The article is on Flipboard. Hit that subscribe button. I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe. I've been trying to do more podcasts, but I keep getting distracted. Um, there's lots of work springs upon us. We can't get out, but we can work around the house. So it's been a distracting week. I'm going to try to incorporate a new strategy next week. So maybe instead of two episodes, we get three or four. The EV revolution is here, so choose your charger wisely. It's a great ride.